Bruce. Um, hello. Hello, it's Simon here. Hello, Simon. It's Sam here. Hi, Sam. I'm sorry I'm a little bit late. I had a call of nature. Oh, okay. And That's I had to have and I had to have a piss as well. So uh, it was both <laughs> those things. And it's interesting because today's theme is sort of linked to nature, you know, call of the uh, wild and all that. It is, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, it's. Um, oh, but, uh, just before we go, on, what's that piece of music you're listening to? Uh, that was Mister Worldwide's Celtic Beats by Pitbull. Oh well, I tell you what, I what's tell that? you what. This summer, right, the one that's just gone. This summer, I reckon there will be like loads of donkey sanctuaries at the seaside, right? Hmm. And I reckon that a lot of the people that run the donkey sanctuaries will all come out at the same time and walk onto the beach from the donkey sanctuary and they'll put their iPods on and they'll all be listening to that piece of music all summer. I bet you that's all you'll hear is that piece of music what? on the beach near the donkey sanctuaries. In the past. In the past. <laughs> Yeah. All I'm Sorry. going to hear a few months ago is going to be Pitbull's Celtic Beats yeah, worldwide. Exactly. In the past. <laughs> yeah. And in the past we've been we've been quite busy this past week, haven't we? We have, yes. We we've appeared on not one, but two different podcasts as Two guests. whole you... podcasts. First of all, we appeared as guests of Corey Castle, the great Corey Castle, stand-up and uh, also a pro wrestler as well. And we yep. appeared on his podcast called Evolving with Corey Castle, which uh, uh, I think was a whole lot of fun and we really enjoyed it. And um, that will uh, be appearing relatively soon on Apple, Spotify and Spreaker. But if you want a bit of a sneak peek, you can go to YouTube, to Corey Castle's uh, channel, and you can watch us on episode 201, talking about everything. Didn't we talk about everything? Sam? I think we covered just about everything. And our facial expressions covered just about everything that you could express with a face. Oh God, we were incredible, weren't we? I mean, I I looked I looked most retarded all the way through it, but I mean, you know, <laughs> it was I do like have a, a Jim Carrey show reel. <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, but I, I I think the important thing is is that you know we gave we gave it our best, and then we appeared on another podcast talking about dialect and accent and uh, idiolect and uh, RP Hartley and diphthongs. Hartley Paul. I mean, we just talked forever, didn't we? And that was uh, Corrie Hardin's podcast called You Talk Funny, which I believe is being released on the 23rd of September 2020. So everyone can listen to that too. And um, and that's it. And we're appearing on another one in a few days' time to talk about uh, uh, comedy, isn't it? Yeah, the comedy, comedy of offence. The nature of offence. That's right, the nature of fences and stuff like that. And then um, we're appearing on another one soon to talk about our favourite films as well. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I still need to get my list together. I know. There's just, it's just too much, really, isn't it? What sort of a week have you had then? Oh, you know, quite busy, but also quite quiet, you know, because of um, potentially having the C19 virus, but there being no tests. So I'm not any the wiser. I feel better. That kind of thing. See, so the pokey polar virus. So do you think you think you might have? Well, yeah, yeah. It was, um, you know, like back pains, but towards the top where my lungs were just aching from the coughing. It was yeah. flu-like. I just, I, I was mm. getting out of breath just walking from my bedroom to the bathroom, mm. and that was the only journey I was doing uh, for the three days, four days that it lasted. So that so is pretty know. grim. Yeah. There's not a lot of comedy in there, is there? I think, you know, we... Um, no, it's we, just we a bit of a shit, really. It is a bit, situation. yeah. I mean, I've had a similar week myself because um, uh, I, I woke up on Saturday morning and I turned into a beetle. Um, so uh, that wasn't great. John, Paul, Ringo. 
George? No, well, it's funny you should say that because that would have been in, uh, uh, much more preferable to just being like, I, I don't know, like I was like a scarab beetle or dung beetle. It was something like that. Oh, um, very much like uh, that short story by Franz Kafka called Metamorphosis, you know, where Gregor yeah. Samsa wakes up. Um, and I had a similar experience because uh, I, I did a bit of scurrying, scurrying around. I did a bit of scurrying around. Where? Just, uh, just around, just around and about, just a bit okay. around about, yeah, a bit of scurrying around. Um, I went up stuff. Yep. And then came back down again. Uh, so that was good. Uh, scurrying, doing a bit of scuttling. Um, and I also checked the back of the uh, cupboard under the sink. Um, and there were lots of um, cans of uh, Raid, they're old cans, you know, like out of date. I bet and that I, was scary for you. Well, it was a bit scary, yeah. But what I didn't, what I was trying to figure out was if if Raid, you know, like uh, insect repellent, yeah. goes goes past its expiry date, does it get worse or does it get better at like killing bugs? I mean, I wasn't sure. It's it's a weird one, isn't it? Mm. Well, yeah. it, it might just get slower. Like you might just have to use more of it. Yeah, you might have to, or yeah. Do you, I, if, it could, but then it could become more heinous, couldn't it? It could like really fuck them up. It could do, yeah. I reckon it probably says uh, this will become more heinous after its expiry date. Yeah, yeah. The heinousosity will increase yeah. exponentially, I should think. Yeah. Well, I had a uh, similar problem with a bag of plaster because I I wanted to know how plaster could go out of date, so I put a question on a forum, and a yeah. plaster or some some kind of labourman um, yeah. told me that. Actually, it's the uh, retardant that goes out of date. The plaster is fine, but it's the um, element of it that stops it going off um, oh, that right. goes out of date. So you can use the plaster after its uh, best before date, but it will just right. go off really quickly. So you, you oh, can, just for the listeners, you can use out of date plaster, providing it is on a small area with like a minimum of um, like plug sockets and like obstructions yeah. in your way. I wonder whether or not, because that's such a fascinating subject, whether or not we couldn't change this podcast to include more um, information about plaster. Or just general DIY tips. Yeah, and, and we could call it a plaster cast. <laughs> yeah, you see, you'd miss that. You see, you've missed that sound, haven't you? Since I have. The, uh, I've been hungry for the horn. Because it, this is the, yeah, precisely, this is the end of, uh, sorry, this is the start of season three. And we haven't recorded a podcast for about, what, two weeks? Because we ended season two on that massive cliffhanger to do with the, uh, to do with the murder and the, um, and the, and the egg sandwich. And, and, we, oh, and yeah. we never cleared that up, did we? So should we clear that up for the listeners today? Do you want to give them the solution then? I don't have the solution. I thought you? you had the solution. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll do the solution then. So obviously there was cress in the uh, in the sandwich, and uh, and and uh, and it's to do with the refraction of light through uh, through ice. Okay. So if you if you think about all of those clues, you'll realise that it was in fact the uh, the um, estate agent that did it. So um, go back to the end of season two, have a listen, and and, and all of this sounds complete bollocks at the minute, doesn't it, Sam? We're, we're it does, actually doesn't all, it? Yeah, and we'll all, yeah, let's go and listen to the episode 10 of season two, and, and that'll all be cleared up. So, um, so there you go. That's all good news, isn't it? It is. Excellent. What are we going to do next, then? Because we have planned this, haven't we? But we just yeah. Agreed. Well, we've got Tisdale's. We've got um, we've got an Irish zookeeper um, mm. without a name. <laughs> Guess oh yeah, because yeah, you haven't managed to write that yet, have you? So. No. Oh well, we've got about what half an hour before that bit happens. So I'm sure yeah. you think of something. Yeah, I'll come up with something. Um, and, and and of course, the the theme of today's podcast is is wildlife, isn't it? Yeah, wildlife and animals. Um, wildlife and animals as well both of those yeah. we're going to cover both of those bases aren't we i think so, so. Yeah. have you got any sad stories about wildlife just to bring it down so that by contrast our uh, later on seems more funny um have i got any sad stories about wildlife you've put me on the spot there and normally i'm well, able I, to make something up but i uh, did one once on the podcast about the time i caught a seagull with a fishing rod have i have i done my sick hamster story 
I don't think you've done the sick hamster story. Um, I've, no. I've just thought of a story about hamsters, but yeah. Yeah, go on, you do your sick hamster story. But this is an absolutely true story. Um, so as a child, okay. I was really good friends with Richard Gear, And um, <laughs> no, that's not part of the true story. The, you just made that up, haven't you? The true part of the story is this. So I actually had a, a pretty sick hamster as a child. I must have been about nine or ten. And is that hamster... sick in the modern sense of the word? Like sick, like cool? No, no. This was oh. a very ill hamster. You oh, know? no. Well, I I'm, I don't think you can quite grasp, you can't fathom how ill this hamster was, right? Because no. it, it used to climb up the bars and on its tummy, it had yeah. like this weird uh, bit of lumpage. And mm. we, we thought like, oh, it's probably just put on a bit of weight, you know, because we used to feed it biscuits mm. or whatever we could get through the bars. So we took yeah. it to the vets and the vet was like, oh, um, you're, you're a dwarf Russian hamster called Diddy, lovely little gray thing. Has, um, has got some kind of uh, tumorous lumpage um, on mm. its tummy. And we were like, oh, no. And um, and then the doctor was like, well, never mind. We can we can operate on it. And mm. um, my mum was sort of like, because, mm. yeah. you know, I think hamsters only cost about five or six pounds, but the operation was much more expensive. Oh. But we went yeah. for the, we, we went for the operate option. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, we got the went outside he did whatever he had to do and he came came back out and he was like oh um he gave us the hamster he's like i'm not sure it's got much longer left and we said why and um he'd uh what had happened was uh, he thought he'd administered um this sedative to it but it wasn't enough and um just as he was about to remove this lump from my pet hamster it ran off the edge of the table and broke its legs and um we just brought it home and it yeah we brought it home and it just it died Oh, that's so sad. Yep. Well, it's funny you should say that, Sam. Because, uh, because <laughs> I. Uh, Is it funny? In the, yeah. <laughs> in the time that it took you to tell us that story, I found some sad violin music on YouTube. So, when I was a kid, I must have been about 14 years old. Me and my mate Luke Kelly, who's now uh, an advertising executive, um, we used to get his white pet hamster and put it in the uh, washing up bowl and cover it in food colouring to see what we could dye it in different colours. And uh, blue and red were the best ones. So it looked like a kind of a furry Union Jack. And then he used to uh, put it on the table and put his hand on its nose and his other hand on its backside and then squeeze it together to see how small he could make it. And I seem to remember that the the record was about two and a half inches. There you go, that's my sad story. Blimey. That's Did you like that one? Yeah, that's, that's a... Pretty, it's pretty impact, impactful, as they say. I'm not sure it if that's is, a real yeah. word, word, but yeah. Um, yeah. No, I like but, it. I mean, yeah, it's sort of like a metaphor, isn't it? Um, for for Brexit yeah. or something. Well, it just shows us how how fucked up me and my mate were when we were teenagers. But uh, yeah, that's kind of sad, isn't it? it? It's it echoes through the through the ages, doesn't it? It's uh, it's it's a parable for our time, really. Well, in many ways, we're all just squeezed Union Jack hamsters, aren't we? On we table. are, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. We are. We, somebody's got their hand on our nose and their hand on our ass and pushing as hard as they can to like a fucking make a accordion. <laughs> like a fucking accordion. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Should we do one of our pre-existing um, items that we discussed yeah. before? Yeah. What Should have we got? Should we carry on the theme of dead pets and do Ashley Tisdale? Let's do Ashley Tisdale together, yeah. That sounds like fun. <laughs> um, Got right. a jingle. I... Oh, no, that's not it. <laughs> We're out of practice, really, haven't we? Yeah? I know. I've got my jingles on Messenger, on phone recordings. Here we are, Jesus. Tisdale. Go. It's the Tisdale Connection. It's the Tisdale Connection. What is the connection between today's topic and Ashley Tisdale? Excellent. Right, so the Tisdale 
connection today. You might be wondering how Ashley Tisdale is connected to the world of animals. Um, mm -hmm. We know she's got some dogs, um, uh, that there were two of them. Well, I think um, actually there was some false reporting in series one when I said that she's got two... Um, I can't remember what breed of dog they were. It's some kind of poodle cross. So I think it's oh, it's a multi poo, um, a multi multi <laughs> a multi poo. You've made that Not up. A, a multi m a l t i poo. Um, do I have to spell no. it out for you? Yes, please. M a l t i p o o multi poo. Like kind of multi, like a multi drink, like Horlicks. Yeah, yeah, like some oval team. <laughs> An oval team flavored dog. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I've dreamed of that all my life. <laughs> At last, my dream has come true. Ashley Tisdale um, actually doesn't have two dogs anymore. One of them died oh, uh, last fuck. year. One of yeah. yeah, and it was it was the good one as well. Maui was its name, um, <laughs> which which is interesting because isn't Maui some kind of Hawaiian thing? And didn't she do that odd Hawaiian song in High School Musical? She did, yeah. So there's a connection between Moana and uh, Ashley Tisdale. So when we do our Moana episode, yeah, uh, we we can get that in, can't we? Well, we could, we could next week maybe do an episode on uh, Indigenous peoples. But um, at the moment, yeah. we're going to talk about Ashley. Now, the High School Musical actress, uh, 33 mm. at the time, this was last year. Sadly, yeah. I had to say goodbye to her um, canine soulmate. As she, mm. um, as she dubbed it. But the interesting thing was she actually held a proper funeral for this dog in her garden. And um, mm. I, I'm looking at the pictures now. I'm sure our listener could look it up. Um, yeah. there, there were decorations. There was a director's chair for some reason with Maui's name, the dog's name on it. There yeah. were flowers all on the director's chair um, with a framed photo of the dog on an easel. Um, mm. But she hadn't painted it. Um, no. Then she she played music by Queen, the song "Love mm. of My Life," um, oh. and uh, you know they, she invited um, I think it was Hilary Duff around from um, um, yeah. the Lizzie McGuire. I don't know who. Anyway, um, yeah. So they buried this dog in a little pink dog-sized casket and it just seems yeah. a bit odd because she'd glued um a4 printouts of pictures of the dog to the lid of the the, the dog coffin That's and then classy yeah yeah and then they they uh burnt some sage as, as mm. they lowered the the dog casket yeah. into into the um dog which was um which was only placed uh 1.5 feet under the ground but in dog in dog feet that's actually the same as uh, burying it six feet under oh that's um, good that's good yeah i like that yeah, yeah. and uh and then uh after uh, after they'd finished uh the burying of the dog uh, mm -hmm. by putting uh, repetitively putting soil on it until the ground was at uh, an equal uh an equal level with the rest of the garden good, they yeah. decided to have a prayer fire for the dog um mm -hmm. where everyone wrote a prayer on a lolly stick and um, chucked it in her chimney, and then they lit the the prayer lolly sticks in the chimney on fire in some kind of like ritual. Yeah. And uh, that was the Tisdale connection. <laughs> where did they put the lolly sticks? Where in her what? Ch chimney. Oh, in her chimney. I thought that was some kind of code for something else. Oh dear, no, no, no. Yeah. It, yeah, the whole the whole situation. I mean, I've got the pictures in front of me now. It, yeah. Although it seems heartfelt, there's just something a little unsettling about like the the prayers on sticks and the burning of sage and the playing of Freddie Mercury's music. It just all seems a bit like like ritualistic, like magic yeah. or the occult. Well, that's Hollywood, though, isn't it? They're all into that. They're all Satanists or, or into Alistair Crowley, aren't they? They're yeah, all, secret like, societies, Golden Dawn, all that. Rosicrucians, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're all they're all balls deep in it, aren't they? So. Um, oh yeah. Balls deep in Rosicrucian um, religion, yeah. But no, but that's <laughs> what they, they. But they have fuck all to do, don't they? Because they're because they're actors, right? And that most of the time they're just sitting around reading scripts and. You know, just like uh, sacrificing uh, goats and stuff. You know, that's what yeah. they do. And then they get paid like three million dollars to sort of 
you know, just talk what somebody else has written for a bit. And then they go back to, you know, burying dogs in in inappropriate sort of distances into the ground and fucking around yeah. with sage, you know. Oh, I mean, you say sage, I mean, it's hardly a wise choice. Um, you got the horn. Yeah, I don't know why I've just done that, but I'll, go, I'll take your word for it because it's a wise choice. Yeah, oh, sage. sage. Oh, I get yeah. it. Oh, I see. Oh, that's very good. Oh, that, that's a mint That's a mint joke, that is. <laughs> I, I've not heard that one before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm all out well, of yeah, let, jokes let's, now. Let's get parsley herb jokes and uh, move on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do you want to play us out with the Tisdale jingle or? Yeah. Or is that far see too if... professional? <laughs> They, oh, was that it? <laughs> no, I don't know what that was. Oh, that's it. There we go. <laughs> yes, that's immensely professional, yes. All that stuff that we said on those podcasts about how professional we were. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, definitely people will be tuning in to learn how to podcast from, from, from this, I should think, really. I like that time that people just started asking us how we did a podcast in the middle of our podcast. Absolutely, yeah. We don't even know how we do it, let alone <laughs> explain it to anyone else. Um, do you think we're ready for snog, marry, and avoid? Yeah, but how do you play that? I'm sure well, you'll tell us. I'll explain it to you via the uh, um, medium of the jingle. Snog, marry, avoid. What's it gonna be? Snog, marry, avoid. Tell me now. Oh, I don't snog, know. Snog, I think. Marry, avoid. What's it gonna be? Actually, snog, no. Can I change my marry, mind? Avoid. Tell me now. No, no. Snog, can I have marry, two? Avoid. What's it no, gonna I can't be? Can snog, marry, oh, avoid. Know, tell really me now. now. Snog, marry. So when you say avoid, snog. Is that just like kind of, you know, like tugging? Or is that like kind of full sexual intercourse? Oh, sorry. That was good, wasn't that? Love that jingle. Yeah, really funky. It's good. Fresh and dope. It's got that kind of uh, Daft Punk uh, sort of um, uh, get lucky kind of vibe to it, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay then, so uh, Snog, Marry, Avoid. We all know the game, don't we? But uh, I'm adding a little bit of a twist to it today and see if you can figure out what that is. Um, mm. So um, uh, Snog, Marry, Avoid. I'm going to give you uh, three things and you're going to decide whether you would, which one you would snog, which one you would marry and which one you would avoid. There is, is that... of course... Sorry, go on. Sorry, is that just one set of three things to choose from, or will there be several sets of three things? <laughs> there will be three sets of three things. Okay. <laughs> okay, because uh, it has to last the 27-minute duration of the 10-minute item yes. that we agreed beforehand, so it must go on forever. Um, okay, so basically, just to give you some definitions, snog uh, can be anything from French kissing and light petting all the way to full penetrative sex. Mm -hmm. um, marry could be your traditional Judeo-Christian marriage uh, all the way to civil partnerships, druidic coupling mm -hmm. or equivalent. Mm -hmm. And avoiding could be anything from making, uh, avoiding, sorry, eye contact um, to uh, murder. Okay, so that there's our definitions. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you three things. You have to tell me which one you would snog, which one you would marry, which one you would avoid, and then we'll lock in those answers with the oh, yeah. uh, with, with the lock-in um, mechanism. Uh, mechanism, yeah, with the special lock-in mechanism, and then I will tell you whether or not your answer is correct. And um, uh, after that, <laughs> sorry, there's, there's a one. correct a correct answer for my choice. Of course there is, of course there oh, is. Right. Uh, okay, uh, and of course, given that our theme is wildlife, uh, you'll understand why I've chosen the first three things. So, um, remember, snog, marry, or avoid. And your three choices are a horse, a butterfly, and a blue whale. Okay. okay. So, think, thinking music. Blue whale. A butterfly. Take your time. Take your time. 
snog, Mary, avoid. Take your time. Take your time, Sam. I've, I've got, I've, I think I think I've I've made my decision now. I'm going to. Okay, what are you going to go for? Um, I would. I think I would snog the horse. Um, mm, interesting. Because they're quite deft with their tongues. I've I've seen them uh, wrap them round apples and pluck them clean from trees. So I think that would yeah. be a very enjoyable experience. Um, I feel, I feel like uh, um, see marrying a whale. I know they mate for life, don't they? And they, and, mm. and they get tremendously sad when you when their partner get whisked. Their partners get whisked away by Sea World, yeah. um, and. I, you know, I think that would be ni a nice thing to do for for a whale because you know mm. what are the chances of me getting stolen from the oceans uh, to perform yeah. in front of Australians or uh, or indeed people from Florida. So, good thinking. Yeah, I think I'll I think I'll marry the whale and I'll just I'll just avoid the butterfly because you know they don't they don't live very long and I couldn't handle the heartache. Okay, so uh, let's lock those in. Uh, are you ready to lock those in? Yes. Okay. There we go. We've locked those in with the sheep of, of, of locking, the locking sheep. So let's have a look at your answers. You said well, you would snog the horse. Yeah. You would snog the horse. You would avoid the butterfly and you would marry the blue whale. Let's see if you were correct. No, you were wrong. The, what, you were correct what, to say. What would I actually do you then? Would, what you'd actually do is, yes, indeed, you would snog the horse because then you could have sexual intercourse with it. Uh, wait a minute. Hold on a sec. I've got to, uh, hold on a second. Wait a minute. Yep. There we go. Yes, we got, we got there in the end, didn't we? Uh, okay, so that's the first one. Um, but in actual fact, you would marry the butterfly because they only live for a day and then when they died, you get all the money at their will. And you would avoid by killing the blue whale because you could sell the blubber on eBay. So yep. that's the correct answer for that one. So three new animals. Are you ready? Yeah. Ready to play snog, marry, or avoid? So our three choices now are a giant panda, a kitten, or an ant. Okay, let me have a think. Um, take your time. Take your time, Sam. A giant, a giant panda. Is that, yes. is that a breed of panda, or is it just the, the panda we used to, just larger? I just think it's the general term for a panda. They're all pretty huge, aren't they? Yeah. Take your time. Um, again. Take your time again. I, I'm, I'm sure. I've got an idea for what I'll say. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, Sam, tell us, what's your answer? Giant panda, marry, snog, or avoid? I would avoid the panda, um, okay. because... They're notorious prudes. Um, I would. Yeah. <laughs> what would you do with the kitten, Sam? No pressure. Take your time. What would I'd... you do with the kitten? <laughs> I would um, snog the kitten. Okay. Just because I don't want to marry one. Yeah. Um, and of course, I would marry the uh, the ant or, or have a civil partnership with the ant. Um, okay. Well, let's see if you were correct. No, you were wrong, I'm afraid. Um, you were correct in saying... Uh, no, you weren't correct. Sorry, what, what have I said? Uh, you would marry the... <laughs> I can't remember what you said. <laughs> you would marry the giant panda because they're docile, monogamous and good with bamboo. Uh, you would, of course, snog the kitten for obvious reasons mm -hmm. and you would avoid the ant because they're cunts. So I'm afraid... Wrong answer there, Sam. You've got one more one more chance for the thousand pounds. You've got one more chance. Okay, okay. One more chance. Okay, and uh the three final animals you'll be pleased to hear are a cock, uh, and that's a male hen, a blue tit, and a beaver. <laughs> so what would you do? What would you do with those three, Sam? Um... A cock, a blue tit, and a beaver. Okay, what would you then. do? Take your time. Take your time, Sam. Take your time. I, what would you do? I don't need to take my time. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure of what I would do in that situation. Take your time until the uh, till it runs out, Sam. Take your time. Until my time runs out. <laughs> take your time. 
Well done, Sam. What, what are you going to say then? What are you going to say? Um, snog a beaver. So you would snog a beaver, would you? Yeah. Have you ever snogged a beaver? No, but I um I I, I actually stroked a beaver at Drayton Manor. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. And your case comes up on Tuesday, does it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I I would yeah. snog the beaver. I you would snog the beaver. Yeah. What would you do with the cock, Sam? Do, I'd avoid the, the cock? cock. I'd avoid the cock. Um, because because in the morning they're straight up the cocks. They just get get up early in the morning, right that's up. True. They are right up in the morning, aren't they? Yeah, just, that's right. Just full of it, aren't they? Just causing a ruckus, making a row. Yeah. You know? I'd, and I'd, what would you do with a tit? What would you do with a tit, Sam? If you had one in your hand now, what would you do with it, Sam? What would you do with that tit? I would marry that tit. Okay. I'd put you a ring on that tit. <laughs> you'd put a ring on it. If you loved it, you'd put a ring on it, wouldn't you? Yeah, like a little one around its um, around its hooves. Not hooves. Uh, what have they right. got? I don't know. Claws. Talons? Around its talons, yeah. Around its little talon, yeah. Okay, so you said, Sam, you would marry the tit, you'd avoid the cock, and you'd snog a beaver. Let's uh, let's um, lock, lock those them in. in. Did did we lock the second lot in? No, we forgot to lock them in, so oh, that dear. loss doesn't count. Okay, there we go. So that's the turkey there. So that that just tells us that we didn't lock in the last one. Okay. Yes. Okay, and let's see if you were correct. You were correct, Sam. Yes. Well done. Well yes. done. You were correct. Uh, it was indeed. You would indeed marry a tit. You'd avoid a cock and you would snog a beaver. Well done. And you win the seal of approval. Well done, Sam. And a thousand pounds is on its way uh, to somebody. Okay. A charity of my choice. A charity. Yeah. Okay. A charity of your choice. Who would? Who? Sam. No pressure. Take your time. Um, who would you like to give your money to tonight? I would like to give um, give the thousand pounds prize money to um, what's? I can't remember the name of the charity, but uh, okay. they they like to uh, they like to give money and and look after domestically abused blue cripples. Tits. Blue tits. Oh, that's yes. good. Bro broken tits. Tits that are tits and bandages. Just, yeah, just domestically abused <laughs> blue tits. Yeah, okay. All right. That's very good. Uh, um, and uh, so there we are. That's the end of the show. Uh, and uh, fade up the jingle. Snog, marry, avoid. What's it gonna be? Snog, marry, avoid. Tell me now. No, I don't snog, know. Snog, I think. Marry, avoid. What's it gonna be? Actually, snog, no. Can I change my mind? avoid. Tell me now. No, no. Snog, can I have two? Avoid. What's it no, gonna I can't be? Can snog, marry, oh, avoid. Tell me now. now. Snog. So when you say snog, I mean, is that just like kind of, you know, like tugging? Or is that like kind of, kind of full sexual intercourse? Oh, sorry. Well, that went very well, didn't that? That was, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like that yeah. quiz because I won at the end. You Well, you did, didn't you? Well, your charity won. Your, your, yeah. The bandage tit charity. Yeah, they won. Yeah, the bruised, the bruised black and blue bruised. tits. Absolutely, that's right. Um, that was a quality item, I thought. So uh, yeah, it went well. There you go. Should we move on to another quality yeah. item? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, what have we got? We've got oh, we've got my strange but true. Yes, Haven't strange we? but true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, strange but true. Who can forget? Right. So I'll I'll play the jingle then to to show strange Aye. but true. Strange but true. Are you itching for a good? Well, that's the advert. Should we play the ad we'll play the advert at the end? That was just a little taster. Yeah, play the advert at the end, yeah, yeah. Do do the other thing. We forgot to play the advert at the end, so we'll play it now. Are you itching for a good story? Laughter among friends? Maybe a mystery? Fire Breathing Kittens is a standalone Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate three hour long story, like a movie for your ears. You can listen to these adventures in any order. Join us on an actual play D&D quest as we solve mysteries, attempt comedic banter, and enjoy friendship. Fire Breathing Kittens Podcast. Fantasy, action, mystery, and friendship. Strange but true. 
strange but true true but strange is it stranger than it is true is it truer than it is strange let's find out and see if you listen carefully okay okay is is that a little rhyme that you do when you do that item uh well they were just the lyrics to the jingle that i said again in in case they were indecipherable (laughs) (laughs) this is a new thing that we do for season three isn't it strange or true yeah yeah strange but true i think it implies yeah because they are both they are strange and true but you have to decide if they're more strange than they are true or truer than they are strange that that's the rub that's where in the rub lies right okay go for it then i'm I'm all ears right well um this one's called extinct bird seen on way to cooking pot a Mm. quail that was thought Mm. to have been extinct for decades was spotted alive in 2009 on Mm. its way to a cooking pot Worcester's button quail was previously known only through drawings based on dead museum specimens but when a live bird was captured by hunters in a Philippine mountain range Mm. a film crew was quickly on hand to take pictures Michael Liu the president of the wild bird club of the Philippines was delighted to find out but admitted that it was unfortunate that the rare quail actually ended up medium rare (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh that's that is hilarious is um, it more true than strange or is it stranger than true i would say that that's more strange than true i think i would do because because of what you've said and the way that you said it it sounded more strange than true yeah, it, it is true to some extent, but mm. the medium rare thing—if if they if they cooked it in the Philippines, I don't know whether that's actually true. How how would they know? How would they know if it was if it was medium rare? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 do you it, think it, in the it, Philippines it, it, they don't have a they don't have a concept of medium rare in the Philippines? No, I just think I think it was only used for the for the sakes of the pun. This rare bird being medium rare, I, I don't think that actually happened. I'm getting the whiff of bollocks from it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like on a hot yeah. day. It's got a testicular tang about it, hasn't it? Yeah, that's, it does. Uh, yeah. that's right. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'd say it was strange, stranger rather than true. But if you hadn't put that joke in at the end, I'd have been totally, totally in with that one. But uh... Uh, We've got another one. Oh, another one. Right, okay. Yep. This is a multifaceted right. item then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we've got three of them. Don't worry. Um <laughs> Okay. I'm just ticking off one there. So yeah. All right. And now, now make sure you write down two, but don't tick it yet. Okay. This one's right. called Radioactive Cat Mistaken for Bomb. A driver in the United States was stopped by the police on suspicion of being a terrorist after his radioactive cat was mistaken for a bomb. The man was flagged down when his vehicle triggered an isotope signal on a specialist radiation detector that was being used by anti-terror agents to monitor passing highway traffic. However, a search of the car revealed nothing more sinister than the owner's cat, which had undergone radiotherapy for cat cancer three days earlier. Strange, oh. Stranger than true? I think there's a whiff of the truth about that. I can imagine uh, anti-terrorist agents crouching at the side of the road with their little, with their little um, Geiger gun. They're specialist um, radiation detectors. That's it. Yeah, and uh, or Geiger gun, as I like to call them, um, and uh, Geiger blaster. And uh, I can imagine a cat getting chemotherapy for cat cancer. Um, yeah, radiotherapy. So, radiotherapy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the and and the the combination of the radioactive and radiotherapy and radio guns and everything mm. makes me think that that's true. Am I am I correct? Well, they're all true, as I said, and this one is. I think I agree with you. It's truer than it is strange. I mean, it's not that strange yeah. that uh, something that's undergone treatment for cancer using radiation still has residual trace amounts that that can be detected by account counter terror teams. Absolutely. It happens all the time, doesn't it? I mean, there's all sorts of cats getting stuck in prison for 36 years for acts of terrorism. Fucking awful for it, aren't they? And then then cats that flew those planes into the uh, World Trade Center. Yeah. I mean, I sound like Keith Richards there. You know, them cats, you know, those cats that flew those planes. Those dudes. (laughs) 
Okay, Keith, that's great. But it's a bit sick, really, because, like, it only happened 20 years ago. Oh, that's okay, Mick. I don't know where that's just coming from. The funky felines, man, those cool cats. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. And, and of course, 3,000 people died as well, so there's that. it's kind of edgy comedy as well. Yeah, yeah, tremendous act of terror. It was a tremendous act of terror, wasn't it, yeah. And and I mean that as in, like, a... Not awe inspiring. Well, is it awe inspiring? I think I was yeah. in awe when I saw it on the news. I wouldn't say it was particularly inspiring in any other sense. Don't get me no. wrong. I'm not. I'm not planning to recreate it. <laughs> no, good. Well, that's a good thing, really. Because I'm not a cat a, for one. It was a very bad thing. That's right. But uh, I don't think cats would have been able to operate the uh, controls of a Boeing seven three seven. So no, no. I'm going to retract what I just said and say something serious now to counterbalance the fun that I've just had with something that was so terrible. Mm. I think all of us will remember September the 11th. Uh, I forgot it this year, but I think we'll all remember it. And also, we all know somebody that was involved in that tragedy, whether or not they were in the uh, in the planes, in the uh, the towers, or standing in front of a television watching it. So yeah, so we all know somebody, don't we? So, so there you yeah, go. and we're not judging you like for for knowing someone that was involved with it. I mean, no, that's know, right. It doesn't but matter I mean, what side they were on. But I mean, all of us at times have have lost friends due to acts of terrorism, be it uh, homegrown terrorism or or something else. But all of us can take comfort from the fact that wherever there's an act of terrorism there's always a piece of music to accompany it that kind of fits quite well there you go so we got ourselves so out of that got... hole haven't we <laughs> yeah pretty well i think absolutely yeah we've still got one there. more no and we've still got one more of those uh oh, those natty little um, things you've got yeah do you want? Do you want? Uh, you've got a choice of two now for the final one. As always, yeah. for the third yeah. one, you get a choice. Um, bulls explode after power lines collapse, or dog swallow seven hundred and fifty dollars. Dog swallow seven hundred and fifty dollars all the time, every time. Okay. Mm. When her dog swallowed seven hundred and fifty dollars from a purse, not her purse, a purse. She must have loads of them. Like a that. purse, yeah. Debbie Holloman managed to recover most of the cash by yeah. sifting through the animal's poo. Pepper, an eight-year-old Labrador cross, snatched the notes from a purse belonging to a friend of Hulleman's mother in Oakdale, Minnesota. The dog quickly vomited up some of the cash, and then Hulleman noticed a $50 bill hanging from the pile of dog feces. After that, it was simple. It was simply a question of waiting for nature to take its course. She eventually managed to reclaim six hundred and forty-seven from the six hundred forty-seven dollars from the dog's anus, but the rest was damaged beyond compare. The soiled money was exchanged for fresh currency at a bank. I think that sounds more true than strange because I think in what was it, Minnesota? Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. I think that uh, that's the kind of thing that they would do. I think that in Minnesota. They would probably uh, root around in their dog's uh, um, feces, even without the promise of money. I think they just do it anyway. Six hundred and forty-seven dollars isn't an amount to be sniffed at. <laughs> Hold on a sec. No, it's not, is it? Um, and uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, it's just a thought of going into the bank with like a big shoebox full of poo and saying, "Can I exchange this for seven hundred and fifty dollars?" I do. And they're like, "No, we can't accept dirty money." <laughs> oh my god! Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, no, I'd say that was more true than uh, than anything I've ever heard in my life, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought I thought it was quite strange, but definitely the truth um, rings through, doesn't it? It certainly does. The, the truth will out, I think, as they say. Yeah, and that feature was strange, but true. Strange, but true. True, but strange. 
That was good. You're right. It does sound like a crazy little thing called love, doesn't it? Thank you very much. Sorry, that yeah. was a weird response to what you just said, wasn't it? You said it sounded like a crazy little thing called love, and I said thank you very much. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's a compliment, isn't it, that you've managed to sound like um, who's the, who's the bloke with the big hair? Brian Mays. Brian May, that's right. Yeah, Brian Mays and his uh, and his uh, physics degree and his yeah and his astrophysical Beethoven hair or whatever it's called. Poodle, poodle hair. Precisely, that's right. Yeah, no, I thought that was uh, that was lovely. That was all very lovely. I'm looking forward to doing that every week. Yeah, well, the book the book's got I think over a thousand of those in it. So uh, yeah, over a thousand it says on the back, and it says it's a humdinger of a collection. Christ, that means at this rate, then we've got another what three hundred episodes of this podcast. Yeah, to, u- to use up those. Um, to use up all of those, yeah. And what are we on? This is number twenty-one, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, twenty-one. Wow. Yeah. So only got another two hundred and seventy-nine to go till we get to the magical three hundred. And we're never going to get that time back. We never get that time back. No. <laughs> Think of all the novels we could have written and all the <laughs> and all the films we could have directed and all the books we could have read in all this time. <gasps> and we've been doing beaver jokes. So. Yeah. Well, but, you know. Our listeners love it, though, don't they? I mean, they, we always get emails in saying how much people love our show. Because of the, um, the tit-related uh, tit joke to other joke ratio, I think. Oh, gosh, yeah. We, we have our tit fans, don't we, who sort of, you know, they yeah. just, it's all it's all about the tits for them, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, I started up that exchange program where I got all my jumble sale rubbish and just traded it um Mm. For for pictures of boobies, and it was called the Tit for Tat program. <laughs> That's a very good one. Shall we have an interview now? Oh yeah, let's have an interview. Um, we've got the Irish zookeeper. Have you thought of his name yet? The Irish zookeeper. <laughs> okay. An interview with an Irish zookeeper. The road ahead is steep and it's getting ever steeper. Is he the one that's really trapped in a cage? Well, hello everyone, and uh, today on the show we're interviewing Frank O'Crikey, the, uh, uh, the Irish zookeeper who lives in Stockfold. And uh, Frank, are you there? Hello, I'm there. <laughs> Hello, you this are. Is, you this certainly is are. Frank, Thank you, Frank. The zookeeper. And uh, I think at the minute, Ladbrokes uh, have just opened up a book on how long you're going to be able to keep this uh, accent going for. <laughs> and at the minute, it's 11 to 8 on for 13 seconds. And uh, then we've got 1 minute, 7 seconds at 4 That's to 1. Lovely. That's and grand. Thank you. Thank you. Six, 16 to one bar. Uh, good. Okay, then. So, Frank, um, tell us a bit about yourself. How come you got involved in, in the zookeeping? Well, the, the first thing was that I wanted to be in charge of the Australian animals, uh, but I didn't have the qualifications. <laughs> <laughs> qualifications. Oh, Frank. Absolutely. So, uh, so yeah. So, um, what qualifications do you actually have to be a zookeeper then? I've got a BTEC national in um, looking after uh, the furry things. <laughs> looking after the furry things, the beavers right, would yeah. that be? Looking, you look, you look after the beavers. The Some of oh, them yeah. hamsters. You got to really look after the hamsters because they can fall off of tables. And... Well, you know, you, you you've got to keep at it because you want to keep your hand in, don't you? <laughs> Uh, sorry, I'll um, just stop you there. I'll just stop you there. Here's a fun fact I've just got in. Both yes. elephants, both elephants and trees have trunks. So there's my fun fact for you. That's that's. I've done the horn there, but I don't know if it needed that. But that's that's really interesting, Frank. Now tell me, whereabouts do you keep zoo, as it were? Where where do you work? I work in the Hertfordshire Zoo. Um, oh yes, but specifically. Um, I got moved from the Australian animals 
Um, uh, so now, well, there, there was a problem with the groundskeeper, you know. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm trying to save the zoo some money because what with the COVID one um, oh, yeah. nine, there's there's a couple like there's a bit of cash flow problems. Um, so what what I like to do is rather than pay uh, the groundskeeper, we had to let him go. But rather than pay um, the groundskeeper, I I just let the cows out onto the lawn. I call I call them the lawn mowers. <laughs> Come here, there's more. Oh, that, you, where that you are an absolute treasure of comedy, uh, Frank. Hey, what a crack, what a crack. Um, yeah, and I believe you're... Um, uh, um, you're uh, uh... Sorry to interrupt there, here's a fun fact. Here's a fun fact for you. Yeah, um, yeah. The biggest of all of the whales in the natural world, the biggest of all of the whales is actually yeah. the country whales. I'm just doing this automatically. And I don't know if I'm doing it for any. Sorry, any yes, you were saying you had a question. Question. I had a question. So, um, tell me about uh, what's the most dangerous animal, i.e., tiger, that you have ever had to um, keep in your zoo keeping. Well, would you activity? believe it? Um, yeah. It wasn't the lions. It wasn't the tigers. It wasn't even the bears. Um, no. I actually had a nasty injury um, with a bison. Um, Oh yeah, yes. the horns and so forth. They're really violent creatures. They, they are coming, they? Yeah. coming at you with the horns. They, they're charging you. You know, all I'm trying to do is feed him some hay, and mm. he's just coming right at me. And in in, in fact, mm. <clears throat> in fact, um, yes. I, I had to I had to buy the bison some uh, some cowbells, um, because, oh, yeah. because some of the I had to buy them some cowbells because their horns weren't working. <laughs> There's, there's plenty more where that came from. There's plenty. Uh, I, I, the two I, two meanings of horns. Yes, I, f I feel like I'm I'm in some kind sorry of sorry to interrupt you there. Just, sorry, sorry to interrupt you there, but I've just got a fun fact for you. Um, Please. The, <laughs> dogs and telephones both have one thing in common. That's right. Dogs and telephones have got one thing in common, What's and that, that thing is, dogs and telephones both have caller ID. <laughs> There's plenty more. There's plenty more. So there is. Oh my God! This is oh, Jesus. Um, I don't know what to ask you now. But um, so, what? What's your favourite animal? What? What could I say? What could you say to me was your favourite animal that you uh, do in the zoo? Then. Um. Oh, I, I like I like to look after gir the giraffes. Oh yes. I like, yeah. Why? I just have a have a think, have a think, I, Frank. I feel in the film scene, you know, um, and it, and the thing the thing is when yeah. when you've got a pal that's a giraffe, you know, he'll always stick his neck out for for you. <laughs> there's, uh, there's plenty. There's plenty more where that came from. So there is written down in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, well, I'm just I'm just trying to anticipate how long the list is. Until I ask you something and you can't come back with anything funny. I'd probably, I'd probably leave it there, pal. <laughs> All right then. Um, so here's another question then. Um, right. What would you, what would you say to somebody who is considering becoming a zookeeper? Someone who's becoming a zookeeper. Yes. Um, well, I'd have to say you just got to stick at it. If you care yeah. for animals, you know that'll shine through. Um, yes. You know. Um, you know, you want to be an honest man. Um, of course, you want. You don't want to be ripping anyone off. Um, no, you don't. You know, they don't want any drinkers, any gamblers. Um, you know, because oh. they've already they've already got enough cheaters at the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I don't know how long this could go yeah. on for, but I'm going to keep going. Um, so, well, that's that's amazing. Um, now. Uh, what would you recommend for a day out at your zoo? Where do you think uh, I should start first of all? What, well, I think would... um, the, the mm. crocodile enclosure. We're actually doing a murder mystery tour in the crocodile enclosure. All oh, right. And you can yeah. be you could be an investigator <laughs> instead of the alligator. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's plenty more where that came from. So there is. Uh, are there? Well, let's find out how much more there is. So once I've finished with the uh, the alligator slash crocodile enclosure, where would I go next then? Well, I mean, to be honest, you should probably bring a sat nav. It's quite a large zoo. 
Um, yeah. You, uh, you know, it failing, mm. failing the sat-nav, you could pop back and get hold of a navigator. Yes, that's very good. Yes, and so after the the the, the reuse of the of the same joke twice, where would I go next after that? Which, there's which plenty is more. Easier? There's plenty more. Yeah, a different place no, this is. time, Frank. Um, yeah. Well, to be honest, we've had to close the bird the bird enclosure. Have you really? Um, Why is that? Well, um, we some of the birds of prey came down with the C one nine. Um, ah, yeah. yeah, it's a sad thing. Um, yeah, and and of course you, we had to get rid of the um, the uh, some of the sick birds of prey because it's mm. illegal to keep an illegal. Uh. <laughs> uh, there's plenty more where that came from. So there is. So where next, Frank? Where next in the zoo should we go? <laughs> well, where there's a joke, preferably. If, uh, preferably. if you're if you're, um, if you're thick skinned, you know you can put up with a few insults. Um, we've yes. got. We got some of the large African um, uh, mammals that spend yeah. the time in the water, you know, yeah. with the tusks, uh, the hippopotamus. Um, oh yeah. But they're quite mean. They can they they call you fat, but you have to say they're being hypocritical. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty more of them. There's plenty more. So there I'm is. sure there is, Frank. But I'm afraid we've run out of time at that point. Thank fuck. Absolutely. Well, that was an absolutely fascinating discussion. Um, comedy masterclass or interesting interview, I don't really know. But I think I had a whole heap of fun talking to you, Franco Crikey. And uh, what's next for you then, Frank? Just several more podcasts. Um, there's a lady who wants to talk to me about accents because mine's so convincing. <laughs> And there's, absolutely, um, there's this American chap. I think he's a pro wrestler or something. He yes. wants me to go on his uh, podcast and talk about evolution. So, absolutely, hopefully, he'll grill you with jokes, uh, opportunities to see whether or not you can come back with anything. I think I'd get well on. I think I'd get well on well with him. Yes. Why? <laughs> uh, the jokes. Really? Is it because he does WWF wrestling and that's the World Wildlife Fund? Have you got plenty more? That's a crap. I've got plenty more too, yes, but I can't so do it. So you have. So you have. I, I can't do an Irish accent, so. Uh, Nor can I. <laughs> I think we'll leave it there, Sam. It's Frank. Lad, it's Frank. Frank, sorry. And Lad, yes, Frank. And Ladbrooks have paid out on. Uh, uh, 46 seconds so uh, there you go but it's a good job because i had it each way so that's all right now thank you very bye. much then frank i'll let bye. you do it bye bye now bye bye See bye. bye now bye now so just finding the jingle yes um, of course it's over here bye for now the road ahead is steep and it's getting ever steeper Is he the one that's really trapped in the cage? Well, that was a fascinating interview, Sam. Frank, yeah. I think we'll have to have Frank back on again because he was... I, yeah, well, he said there was plenty more where that came from and I don't doubt him. <laughs> I don't doubt it's, at all, no. It's almost it? as if he'd flicked to the animal section of a joke book, wasn't it? It was a bit like that. I wondered where they were all coming from, but uh, <laughs> Frank certainly knows his uh, uh, joke book filled with animal I would, jokes. I would imagine the last six or seven of them were... <laughs> quite laboured because he couldn't find any relevant ones no it's odd isn't it I, I, he sounded so natural to begin with but uh, <laughs> but yeah i i think there's still one item we haven't done yet and i always look forward to this item as you know yeah it's the um the post-its yes absolutely people send in emails about simon's past and most of them involve a post-it note. Okay, so we've had an email in uh, this mm -hmm. week, Simon. Yes. Um, from Phil Blaines, uh, the owner of a pet shop. 
Oh, right, yes. Um, Phil Blaine's emails in. Mm. Simon, in 1996, when you worked at Pets Direct Co., you were encouraged mm. to take good care of the pets in the shop so that they looked healthy for the customers and also for animal welfare reasons. Mm -hmm. You dealt with the fish well and monitored the pH of the tropical water setup. You kept the budgies well-grained and cleaned. Mm. You even made a sad frog happy by dropping in a handful of flies to its house. Mm. However, however, you failed to tend to the needs of the humble hamster a few customers came in to get the latest pet for their children. And the mm -hmm. trend that year was actually the hamster because it resembled a Furby because it was in the late 90s. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Simon, um, yeah. they were left wallowing in their own muck. And, um, and it had caused a very specific stink in their area of the shop. Mm -hmm. So, but you raced, you apparently, it says here in the email from Phil Blaine's, you raced to make right what was wrong. But you remembered you had sold the last bag of hamster bedding to a tall man in a hat earlier on in the day. Oh, the mm. hamster was looking more and more sad. And it probably felt like one of the lonely men on Extreme Hoarders UK being amongst all that shit. Luckily, your co-host from the podcast, Sam, came in to get a fake log for his fish tank and save the day. He improvised some bedding with his superior intellect. When I saw the brightly coloured bedding and a satisfied hamster, I asked Sam, how did you do it? He simply said, I went into the office and got the paper shredder and I made bedding by running through a few post-it notes. So what do you reckon to that, Simon? I don't know what to say, really. I, I, I'm, I'm a bit speechless. Why? Was it true for... I don't know. I, I can't I can't possibly say. I honestly I'm just gobsmacked to be perfectly honest. So What because it was such a such a good good little uh good little item. Yeah, well it, it was such a good little item, yeah. But I don't know what to say. I mean, you know, normally I, I can sort of come back with something, but I, I just I don't know what to say in that respect. Why um, not? What was it well you were there, weren't you? Well, allegedly. I was there. Yeah, I was there allegedly, but I don't know. I just, I just feel as though I was there, but I wasn't there. I'm not. I'm not sure if I, you know. Do you see what I mean? I don't. I don't feel as if I'm fully involved in that one. Well, it feel. Well, it's, oh, right. So you're unhappy because you weren't fully involved in it. I think so. Yeah, I think I just. I don't feel. And and I mean, normally I'm the hero, aren't I? Well, yeah, I know it, say, it says in the jingle people send in emails about Simon's past, but yeah, you know, you know, we've done enough episodes for you as the hero. Time to move over. The listeners probably think. Yeah, that's probably why I'd feel a little bit kind of removed from that one. Um, I don't know. I'm just. It's like I say. I'm just. I'm just kind of speechless. I'm just. I don't really know. I don't really know what to say about that one. I mean, you know, yeah, you were the, you were the hero. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, the because um, uh, of course I put the post-it notes through the paper shredder and it made it made it into bedding, and then the the hamster wasn't um, surrounded yeah. by shit and stink. Well, all right, okay. Well, yeah, that did happen, and and yeah, you you know, I I wasn't very helpful in that in that sense. I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know how to. That's no, fine. That's fine. No, no, just. I mean it. To be honest, from from my end, it feels like you've you've deliberately ended that on a sour note, just just because I'm the hero to make it it look like a bad feature. No, I mean, if, I, if, just... I, well, if I was more cynical, I might say something like, um, "If you'd been in the hit the hero in that one, then you then you'd have uh, probably come up yeah. with something funny or positive to entertain the listeners, and then you know we could have carried on." If well, I was just... cynical. Well, sometimes just the world's not like that. Sometimes, you know, so I mean, sometimes I just, I don't know what to say. Sometimes I'm just, you know, I, I can't think of anything to say. And so we just leave it at that, really, don't we? Well, if you there's know? nothing more to say, then we'll just do that then, won't we? We'll just leave it at that. Well, I, I guess so, yeah. I mean, right. I, I mean, at this point, I would have played a Dixie horn. But yeah. I, don't see, I don't see why I should do that now. I'll, I'll play something else. Yep. And yeah, then once I, that's done, right. I'll just I'll just end it then because we've if we've got nothing left to say, then you know might as well just. Uh, all right. Well, off. I'll just I'll just play another sound then. I I won't play the mm -hmm. Dixie horn. I'll just play another sound. Yep. Are you ready for the other sound then? Yeah. 
Sacred cow. E -I -E -I -O. 